0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, it's rare that I revisit a topic twice in succession. The NHS is rich with stories, things to praise, prize and pull apart, and it's not often there's a circumstance when I want to hammer the nails in again. But today I'm going to because the whole issue of regulation has ignited such a response that if emails were letters, I'd have to weigh them. There are more than 90 regulatory bodies in the UK with a total expenditure in excess. Are you ready for this? In excess of four billion pounds a year. They cover education, healthcare and charities, transport, communications, the media, utilities, the environment. Nothing works. Our rivers are filthy, our electricity costs too much, trains are always on strike, nearly 94% of crimes go unsolved, education regulators worry teachers to death. I could go on. And in the NHS, there's a huge and really quite aggressive dissatisfaction with the current tin-eared regulators. No appetite for more, that's for sure. Not because people want to cover up bad things, it's because regulation layers of it has failed to reveal any of it, failed the public, failed the people who pay for it, and failed a complex organisation with built-in fault lines and fissures that get plastered over for fear of regulators. It's easy to dig up the past, so let's turn our attention to the future. It's often said the biggest worry for trust bosses is workforce. That is not true. The biggest worry is financial balance. That's where the bullying and the real pressures begin and end. Think about a board at some point in the future with regulated management, each with a license to practice like doctors. It's not hard to imagine a situation, systems and trusts struggling with demand, heading for financial deficits, political pressure on waiting lists, system managers exerting pressures, but the numbers just don't add up. Boards and bosses could arrive at the point where they could no longer operate within their licence, knowing that quality and safety was being prejudiced. If they said, we can't do this, it's not safe, who would they say it to? NHS England? They'd probably reply, get on with it, because on their backs we'd find the DH and the number 10 numpties. This is not the future, it's now. It's happening now how many trust directors and medical directors both of whom are regulated by their professions have agreed savings or staffing plans knowing full well Walter will not be saved staff will not be able to cope not to escalate problems not to practice safely how many of these regulated clinical uh, clini- clinical directors these regulated clinical directors have raised a hand never mind a red flag. I know of none. Regulation has changed nothing. How many have gone along with decisions they know are risky because they have to keep going, providing care, on a wing and a prayer? No one says anything, because depending where you are in the hierarchy, you'll either be ridiculed, sat on, ignored or fired. Regulation doesn't work now, and it won't work in the future. It's only regulators who think regulation works and that's because they've got skin in the game, status and mortgages to pay for. A week ago last Monday I mused on what might be an alternative. It seems to me all these ugly dangerous issues happen not because no one knows about them. It's because no one dares speak about them. For if they do, reputation preservation, oppressive regulation and cover up means circling the wagons. Isn't something simpler needed, I wrote, if two or more consultants raise a safety-critical issue, management must be obliged to call in a consultant from a adjoining trust to have a look, make recommendations and carry them through. Make the learning available to everyone. On reflection, I think I'd ask myself three questions. Should consultants be the only conduit? Should an inquiry be conducted by a senior and experienced manager and a senior clinician from the appropriate discipline as required, and no more than three people in a secretariat. And to underline we've learned something from the past, let's call the process countess committees. Look at, look into and learn. If our purpose is the pursuit of excellence with safety trumping all else, This is the kind of openness that will breathe oxygen into a system that's choking on the pursuit of blame and the safety of reputation strangles all else. Could we do this? Well, you be the judge. Thanks for listening and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.